Well, greetings, 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 and good morning. This is another Word of Truth Outreach Podcast, better known as WOT Outreach Podcast. Also, a branch of the Kingdom <clears throat> Workforce that's all in the same umbrella. We are here to lift up the name of Jesus and to be a help to all of those that are lost and concerned. We're not going to wear your patience long. This is a short message that I felt needed to uh, expand on this morning. And as I stated, we will not wear your patience long. We will get out of your way. So we're going to get into it right now. Okay. All right. So let's talk about love and honor. Well, maybe today mostly uh, let's rate our love. The question today is, how much do we really love someone outside of our immediate family? I believe that most of us have a different type of love, a different level of love for family members than we do for those that are outside of the family. Now, let's keep it real this morning. I want you to keep it real with me because uh, we're not going to get anywhere with the Lord hiding issues that need to be addressed in order to move on and to be better, to uh, graduate from childness and stupidity and ignorance and move on to a bigger and better place in the Lord. So we're going to first have to keep it real with ourselves and, 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 uh, and be honest with ourselves so that we can grow and move on from this. But as I said, let's keep it real. How many of us love others as, as much as we love family? Our kids, brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, most of our relatives get more concerned from us about being saved and living right than people we are not related to. Might well give me a man because I know it's true. How many of you have a spouse that don't seem to want Jesus in their lives. But you will stay on your knees 24-7 praying and reminding Jesus you want them saved. So Jesus will get a earful of you every day hearing about your rebellious lost spouse. That spouse will also go through hell with you until they come from their evil ways and accept Christ and make a change for the better. Now, you could have a co-worker, might be going through the same things as you, but you don't make the same effort or stay before Jesus telling him about your co-worker spouse like you did with your own. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. Romans 2 and 11, verse 11 says, for there is no respect of person with God. Our kids, listen at this now. Our kids can run out doing everything they are big and bad enough to do. Most of the time they have friends that they hang out with doing the very same things that our sons, our daughters, or our cousins, or any of our relatives are doing. But nine times out of ten, we act as if it's the non-relatives, the friends that should be blamed for our lost ones' acts of rebellion. It happens so many times. We have the tendency to play 
the blame game when something don't work out or seem to be the way that we are believing God for it to be. You know, sometimes we go have loved one that's not going to be saved and not going to try to do the right things and to get caught up with different ones. And seem like we always want to blame those different ones out there for the actions of our loved one when it's, uh, it's their fault because they have the right to make the decision to do whatever they want to do, where it be good things or bad things. Amen. So, uh, uh, so stop blaming the outside for how your loved ones are acting. Amen. Most of the time, we will try to encourage our loved ones to stay away from those friends we feel that are the reasons that our loved ones are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. We'll encourage them to stay away. Don't be around them. They ain't no good for you. What happened to the love for the blamed non-relatives? What happened to the love for them? We don't see that they are no different than your relatives. God loves them, and they need just as much positive directions as our loved ones. These are people you seem to care about until your loved ones took a turn for the worse. So how come they ended up with those friends that you once upon a time cared for doing the same things, but nevertheless, you don't see that 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 loved one is being to blame for all the actions that's been taking place. So we blame that particular person that's outside of the, the family for the fault. Amen. See, Matthews 15 and 8 um, states this. It says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Amen. See, the Lord is saying, You say with your mouth, you love me, but your actions don't show real love. That's how we are with non-relatives. We love and care for them with, with our lips, but the love of our hearts are supposed to have, have um, the, the actions that we really care. But we love them with our lips, but when it comes time to show actions, that action isn't there. So it's, it's not saying that we feel the same way about them as we do our loved ones. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. We are not going to do but so much to lead unsaved co-workers to Jesus, unsaved anybody, if they don't approach us. So if someone approaches us and asks us the reason for Christ or they want to be saved or they want to change, then we are ready, willing, and able to help them. But what if they don't approach you? What kind of action will they get from you? Are you willing to go ye therefore, as the words say we need to? Or are you just going to sit back and wait till someone come to you and get that chain? But nevertheless, our loved ones will choose to, to do mischievous things and be with people that we might think that they shouldn't be. But I look at it at this. Everybody is a candidate to be saved, delivered, and set free by, by God. Amen. So if you uh, is preaching salvation to your loved one and not to that friend that they're hanging out with, then what hope would that friend have? They could be a greater asset in the, in, the, in the family business than your relative if they were led out of darkness. Because they, they might be some of those that have been counted out. And that's the reason why they are judged by some of the deeds that they do, the things that they do, they are judged by that. So don't judge all of that. 
do your part, and I promise you, everything can still work out in the, in, in the end. But in all reality, I can't say that there isn't some type of care because since the pandemic, lots have offered meals to people that needed food. We cared enough to feed them in a time of need. But when was the last time you told the hungry and the homeless that there is hope in Jesus? Now, we're talking about feeding them, though. But when have you told them? When was the last time have you told them that there is hope in Jesus? Most homeless and hungry will learn to depend on you. Your act of kindness anytime and any place or anyhow a need will surface into their lives. Why aren't we reminding them what Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 and, and, and 30? And we're reading. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me. Take, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. Amen. Now, if it's a family member or a relative being hungry or homeless, we are ready to lead them to Jesus for refuge. Most of us will tell people that we love them. But we love, we tell them that we love them, and we tell them that we love them to death. Don't know if, if, if we really understand this statement that we are making, love them to death. To be real about this, after death, your love for that one you told you will love them to death, that's when that love for them actually backs off. Let me explain. After the death comes, that love that you told them that you were loved in the death backs off. And I'm going to explain this the best of my ability. Before death, love was more in action. You told them and you showed them all that you loved them and that you had love. But after death, listen to this, the Isaiah 29, 13 came into play. In Isaiah message, the Lord was saying, how his people was towards him. There were a closeness by word, only lip service. And that's how it is with us, you know. You know, um, so wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw nigh near me with their mouth and with their lips, do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precept of men. In other words, you have taught yourself it's okay to say and not actually do. Well, not as much, not in the same manner. The whole reason I am saying this today, that I am covering this, is because of this past weekend. And I have visited the cemetery, and it seems that the love died after the death of the loved one as it was spoken. There are so many graves out there that have been forgotten about the, the grass has grown over a, a lot of the graves. Bad. I mean, it's just bad, just how the grass has grown over. 
if the loved ones was there, their grave would, would, would not be like that if the love was there. If the love were there, the graves would not be overgrown. They would be taken care of. They would be nice and neat. They will not be overgrown. Amen. I realize that it's just a body and a casket because God took the soul, the most important part of that grave. But the body that represents the person you love to death is beneath all that grass. I want to say I thank God for Jerry Davis. Most of you might know him as Shorty Davis for doing a fantastic job at keeping a lot of the graves cut and clean. After going to the grave site and cutting them myself, I am sure he felt the same as me when cutting. You notice that most of the graves that wasn't cut and clean are our relatives. So you end up cutting all that you see and cleaning up all that you see because you know you're related and you don't want them their grades to be represented in a negative way out there. So you cut them, and I knew he cut them. Believe me, it's a lot of work. If you ever have cut in the grave, you know it's a lot of work trying to get around all the stones and the weed eat around the stone. It's a lot of work. But if the truth be known, it's, it's, it's all, if all that is able and willing to continue to love, no two people will have to be the only ones that care enough to keep our loved one graves cut and clean. Shorty nor me do this to be paid or appreciated by anyone. We do it because it's the right thing to do. I do know this. Kent Lee and Shorty Davis are, are, are doing their part and more to represent the grave where our family lay. That is my short message today. Let that love continue. Get on out there to them graves. I mean, look at your loved one graves and see just how bad it are. Those are the same ones that you said that you love to death. After death, your love backed off simply because you didn't continue it on by checking in on them and seeing how them graves is. I live a long way from the graveyard, but I, I've decided that I cannot let Shorty continue to be the only one that have care about the ones that's laid in that grave. So I get my stuff together. I get in my vehicle, leave New Bern, I head to Newton Grove, and I take care of that graveyard. I'm not talking about just the one around my family, my mama, my daddy, my sister, my brothers, and all of this and that. I take care of everyone that I know that is related to me because it's the right thing to do. And I noticed that's what Shorty's was doing. And, and I am very thankful that he had enough love and care about him to cut the grades that really didn't have anything to do with him. And I'm going to continue that. And come next year, whether anybody else that's going to join in with us or not, we are going to get together and going to decide on what's best for us in order to keep this done that our grave or the people's in our in their graves won't look bad. I, I imagine if they can say something, they will ask y'all, what is wrong with this picture? Why is my grave overgrown with grass and weeds? 
But glory be to God. I hope they don't squeak because as I was backing up in the grave, uh, backing up around the grave, cutting the other day, now a bra from the other side caught my shirt and was pulling on me, boy. I looked around. And if I'd have seen somebody, I'm telling you the truth. I guess my grave would have been done because it would have been all over said and done. Because that dog ain't going to hunt. But anyway, I'm thankful to Shorty for taking the time out to bless my family by doing the grave when none of us weren't there. But a new day, this is going to change. I'm going to continue on with that love. I love my mom, my daddy, my brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles and all of this and that. Now I'm going to show them by keeping their grave clean. This has been another WOT Outreach Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Let's do better that the world will be better. In Jesus' name. And we are out.